Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Listen Linda Show. Today I got a special guest and her name is Ivy Caldwell. And today we are going to be exposing it. We're going to be talking about her book, Expose It, as well as her podcast, um, A New You. So before we bring Ivy on, you guys already know how I am. I have to play um, music to start it off and then we're going to get right to it. So let's play this wait music before we kick everything off. Accident, not a mistake you were only created for something far greater. You may not see it yet, but you're beautifully made, and there's a reason, reason you're alive on this day. Doesn't matter where you are or where you've been, he's looking for someone like you. Someone like you Someone like me 
Yes, that was Israel Hogton with Broken Pieces. And today's show is called Exposing a New You with Ivy Caldwell. How are you doing, Miss Ivy? I am doing well, Jackie. Thank you so much for having me on today. Thank you so much for coming in just a little bit early. Now, if you guys don't know, both myself and Ivy are co-authors in a new book that's coming out of anthology called She Said Yes to Herself Unapologetically, The Empower Her Guide for Women. And this book is so amazing. It drops on the 19th. And we are super, super excited about it. So the show's originally, you know, I'm sorry, you guys, for the people who thought it was supposed to start at six, but we had to push it up because we got some business to handle. Um, <laughs> but we're going to start off with prayer like we usually do. And then we're going to get right into this interview. Don't be scared, Abby. Okay, I got you, girl. I got you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today with hearts full of gratitude and excitement as we embark on this new episode of Listen, Linda, with our special guest, my wonderful friend, Miss Ivy Caldwell. We thank you so much for bringing Ivy into my life and for the incredible work that she has done through her radio TV show, Expose It, and her book by the same title, Lord Father. Lord God, we ask... Um, for your divine presence to be with us as we engage in this conversation. We pray that you would guide our words and thoughts, allowing us to explore the topic of healing and the importance of starting the healing process, Lord God. Father, we acknowledge that healing is a journey that each one of us needs to embark upon, Lord God. We pray that Ivy's experiences and her wisdom would inspire and encourage those who are listening, help them to recognize the significance of being their own healing process, Lord God. May your healing touch be felt by all those who tune in, Lord, be it right now live or on, on, on multiple platforms, Lord God, or even just a replay. We pray that as Ivy shares her insights and personal stories, hearts would be softened, wounds would be mended, and hope would be ignited, Lord God. Lord, we also ask for your blessings upon Ivy, Father. May you continue to guide and inspire her as she uses her platforms to bring light and truth into the lives of others. Grant her the wisdom and strength to navigate the challenges that may come her way, Lord God. Lord God, we commit this episode and all those involved into your loving hands. May your healing power be at work in ways we cannot even fathom. And may this conversation be a catalyst for transformation and growth in jesus name we pray amen amen what a powerful prayer thank amen. you thank you thank you um god give it to me can't nobody take it away <laughs> <laughs> well thank you ivy so much for joining us today your journey of healing and helping others is truly truly inspiring um can you share with us what led you to start footprint enterprises and your passion for helping individuals deal with emotional trauma Yes, uh, but before I uh, started the organization, uh, we would have to go back into the book, Expose It, 
uh, let your healing process begin. I had no intentions of writing that book. It was uh, inspired by the Holy Spirit. While in prayer one morning, the Holy Spirit told me that I couldn't skip over my story. And I thought to myself, you know, what's my story? But God knew exactly what he was doing. <laughs> and I knew what he was talking about. So I said, yes, I will tell my story. My story will authenticate the children's book series that was yet to be published back in 2021. So once my book was published, Expose It, I began the organization, uh, bringing uh, healing to the hurting through hope. I want others to know that it's very important to expose your truth so that you can start your emotional healing journey. So often, you know, we hide those terrible experiences that we have gone through, the painful trauma that we have gone through due to fear, shame, and guilt, as if we did something wrong. But the enemy did it. God orchestrated it. It was a part of our plan, although painful. But as Romans 8, 28 says, all things will work together for our good to those who are called and to those who love God according to his purpose. So my organization helps empower women to expose their childhood trauma. And then on the other side, I also help to empower children. And I'm going to yield the mic. Oh, girl, you get to yield the mic. That's your show. <laughs> and so I'm glad you mentioned your book, Expose It, because that was my next question. Um, your book, Expose It, is a powerful testimony of your own experiences, like you said, with sexual abuse and how you overcame it. Um, and you already, look, you can kind of, but I still want to go ahead and see. That's why you can't just be jumping ahead, Abby. Now, I had a question. <laughs> What's, your, What's question? your question? Okay. Could you tell us a bit about the message you hope to convey through your book and how it can impact those who have experienced similar trauma? Yes. yes. You must expose your truth so that you can be free. Uh, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. We must testify to gain freedom. God is so awesome in how, you know, we confess to become saved. We confess for things that manifest in our lives. And we must also confess to be free of those things that plague our souls. That's almost just like saying, leave it at the altar, right? Leave it at the altar. But in order for God to heal us, we have to first let it out, right? Expose it. Bring it to light so God can fix it. Because when we hinder these things inside of us, of course, God knows that we're hurting, but we have to allow him in in order to fix it. That's Absolutely. What okay, that's what I'm taking from that. Okay, moving on to the next question. Now, as an ordained elder, Christian counselor, and certified transformation life coach, you offer a holistic approach into healing. Now, how does your faith play a role in your counseling and your coaching methods? Uh, my faith is uh, weaved all throughout 
all of my courses and programs. Um, it's God. It's all God. God gave me this vision. He gave me this purpose. And without him, I don't know where I would be. I give all the glory to my father. And you know what? With that being said, I'm going to go ahead and just play this next song because God, it's nobody but you. I woke up one morning and I heard this, this song or this phrase in my spirit. And that's all he was saying is, ooh, ooh. So as time went on and time went past, the Lord saved my soul. And hanging out with my sisters, and, and I began to just talk about the song. And, and one of the sisters in the room, I was telling her that all I had was the ooh. And she held her head down and she looked up at me and she said, it's you. And I looked at her like, it's me. She said, no, the song. You're talking to the Lord and you're saying, it's you, Lord. And as she began to say that, then I began to say, yeah, that's what my soul was saying. It's you. Everything I need is you, it's in you. So as I began to go over the song, I just began to just apply those words and I said, Lord, can't nobody do me like you. Do me like you. Like you. 
was Miss Patricia Cox with It's You. Miss Ivy, tell me what you think about that song. Did did I hit it? Did I hit it right on the head? Yes, you hit it on the head because there's nobody but the Lord. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. I love it. Now I'm gonna get right back into your question. So your TV show, A New You, um, transformation uh transformative ministries i'm sorry is an incredible platform to reach a wider audience can you share with us the vision behind the show and the impact it has had on those who watch yes the vision behind it is the my entire theme i wanted to bring hope to those who are hurting through my faith um my uh, guests on my show have been through some of the most horrific experiences in their lives, but they are on the other side of it. They are healed. Many have written books. Many have started businesses. And now they are empowering others to get through the trauma that they have been through, whether it was uh, sexual abuse, uh, a, a divorce, health issues, advocating uh, for their children, whatever it was, they are now here to tell the story and it was nobody but God that got them through it. And I'm a fan of your show. I tune in a few, quite a few times since I've known you and you have a remarkable platform, which I hope to be a guest on one day. Just, you know, throwing it out. Look, <laughs> <laughs> I go, yeah, you know, let me put my bid in because it is a great show, you guys. Okay, it is a great show. It's almost like, you know, after you leave the waiting room, right? Like, what did you learn from it? What was your experience like? And how can you help others? It is a remarkable platform, you guys. Um, in your coaching program, Stepping Into a New You, you guide individuals through a five step process along with other strategies for emotional healing. Could you briefly outline these steps and explain how they can empower someone to reclaim their voice and authority? Absolutely. Uh, the five steps to start your emotional healing process. Step one, you must face it. No more running, hiding, acting like you're okay, 
acting like it didn't happen, but you look at yourself in the mirror every day and you know you have not dealt with that experience in your life yet. Step one was face it. Step two is confess it. I challenge my clients to confess it to the Lord, to cast all your cares upon the Lord because he cares for you. This is your first soul dump. You're getting it all out of, out of your system, no matter how ugly it is. God can handle it. Step three, speak it. Uh, so many times we do not say the individual's name, the organization's name, the family member's name. But I challenge my clients to get with someone in their circle that they trust and begin to tell them the truth because you've been lying. It was has not really been an authentic relationship because you've been hiding. So I challenge them, set up a meeting with someone that you know and start telling them the real you, the real story. I also let them know you don't have to tell me but I do want you to tell someone. Step four is to forgive it. There is no getting around it. And forgiveness is for you. It is not for the other person. Once you forgive them, you will get a release in your spirit. And now you can begin your healing journey. Uh, someone said it's like, uh, you wanted to kill the one that hurt you, but it's like drinking poison. You're the one that's dying on the inside while they're going on with their life. And then step five is to expose it. Not expose it to bring shame on anyone, but like for me, I expose my truth, my story to empower others. You can uh, connect and network with different organizations or in your church. And tell your story to empower others to come forth because you are not the only one. And those are the five steps that I use uh, in my program to help women to gain back their voice and authority. Awesome. Awesome. And I so love that. Um, and that's kind of like how I was with my book. Like I was I, I started off with just poetry. Right. And then I did the book with the poetic memoirs. And then I was encouraged, you know, um, by Laquita. But also, you you remember, I met you through, I want to say, Book Slam or, or it might have been Black Women Authors. And you you kept talking about like this expose it, expose it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and just expose my truth. Not, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. you said, not to shame somebody, but more so like this is my testimony. Look at everything that I have been through and you can't tell me that God ain't real because I made it through this, right? Like mm. I made it mm. through this God, and it, it was not me. I had to have a legion of angels. God had to keep me covered. It's no way that I could have went through what I went through and came out without a scratch unless there were a higher power, unless there were a God. So yeah. Yeah. people like you, it's platforms like yours, it's people like Laquita, it's people like Dr. Velma, you know, it's people like Chanel saying, hey, tell your story. Your story matters because it's people out there that's going through it that think there's no way out. 
Mm-hmm. And I did, and mm-hmm. that's one thing I I could not wait to have you. I was like, please come on my show because this <laughs> what you do is the base of my show. I bring mm-hmm. people on. Just we we kind of like do the same thing, but it's done in a different way. But uh-huh. we uh-huh. both have that same goal: women empowerment. In mm-hmm. order to mm-hmm. empower women. We have to show them where we were once powerless and now we are powerful. We're not victims, we're victors. And I just love that about your platform. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go yeah. to the next yeah. next question. Um, and as someone who has personally experienced sexual abuse, you have a unique ability to empathize and relate to others who have gone through these similar struggles. Now, how do you create a safe and supportive environment for your clients to open up and begin their healing journey? Okay, so the first thing is, it's not me, it's God. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. Um, I can share with you, like when I meet with my uh, clients, I let them know, you don't have to tell me anything. But what it is is being authentic being real as i begin to share my story they'd be like oh wow she's going there because that's the only way to be free to tell the truth and once as i'm sharing my story they begin to open up it's like i don't know why i'm telling you this but and then they begin to expose themselves or People begin to tell on themselves and don't even know they're telling on themselves. So it's not me, it's God. But being authentic is, um, that's what I am. I just put it all out there. It's like, here I am. Now let's go for it. You can do the same thing. And, you know, and I empower them uh, through the word of God as we're going through these various steps. But just being real, you know, being honest with them. That's how I get them to open up. Fool, go through a 
But I, I know where the story begins It's up to us to choose Whether we win or lose And I choose to Yes, that was Mary J. Blige, No More Drama. Tell me what you think about that song, Miss Ivy, and how does that resonate with your platform? Yes, it definitely resonates with my platform because you have to get to a point that you are tired. You are sick and tired of the foolishness. You're sick and tired of the pain, and you are ready to face it and step up and do the work so that you can be healed. Yes, I love that song. That song has gotten me through so many nights and things that I have went through. And I just had to play that song. That was definitely a powerful, powerful song. Um, through your organization, you serve those dealing with various types of emotional trauma, such as domestic abuse, sexual abuse, relationship abuse, and low self-esteem. Now, what are some of the common misconceptions or stigma surrounding these issues that you aim to address and overcome? First of all, uh, it's not your fault. I find that uh, many women don't know who they are. They don't value themselves. They weren't built up as a little girl. You know, so growing up, you know, you're, we're looking for love in all the wrong places instead of seeking Heavenly Father. I mean, many of us grew up in broken homes. God wasn't even a factor in the home. But in God, in his sovereign will, you know, he has his hand on us from birth because he knew us. He formed us in our mother's womb. 
and he directs us to get to him in his providence so that we can be built up on the inside, our inner man, because we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And God has great plans for his daughters and he has a purpose for each and every one of our lives. And that's where that low self-esteem come from that we don't know who we are and who God says we are. Thank you so much for that. Um, your, your work, it extends internationally, right? With speaking engagements. Now, could you uh, share a memorable experience or story where you witnessed the transformation power of healing in someone's life? Uh, I have two comments for this. So my first interview about my book was on the platform in Africa. You know, and that was like, wow. So that's how the international uh, speaking uh, began. And the young lady and I, you know, we are in contact. She's been on my platform as well. And God is just good and he's doing um, amazing things. What was the second part to that question? The second part to that question was... Um, uh, can you share a memorable experience where you witnessed the transformation power of healing in someone's life? Absolutely. Um, I did uh, a virtual event. And as I said, I'm transparent about my story. I did like a boot camp. It was two weeks. We met three nights a week and the lady showed up. The first night, they didn't have anything to say. Hey, I don't know this lady. <laughs> the second night, they didn't have anything to say. But on the third day, I'm thinking about the third night, but the third day, you know where I'm going? They could not wait to expose their truth. And when they did, I can just see their loads lifted. The burdens lifted off of them. I could see the glow on their faces. And I just sat there in awe. I'm like, oh my God, God. It's like, God, look what you did. It's like, you used me to help these women to expose their truth and to be set free. So for me, I will always remember that because it was the beginning of my program. That is remarkable. And that is something to be able to uh, connect with people in that way and get them to just take that load off and just to see their faces, see their expressions, see their body language just change where they just feel like, okay, I'm free. I can relax now. I can stop being so uptight or so, you know, um, just closed off. I can release all this anger, all this frustration, all this anxiety, all this depression. I could just let it go if I can just, just get it out. Just like you say, just expose it. That's, that's remarkable. That is so remarkable. Um, in your book, Expose It, you discuss journeys of hurts, fears, and struggles in your own life. Um, can you share with us um, 
some of the uh, significance of peeling back the layers of pain and how it contributes to the healing process. And what was that process like for you? So for, for me, I uh, just want to uh, say um, it may be some trigger warnings for those that may hear what I'm getting ready to say. But I don't mean to trigger anyone, but this is what freedom looks like. This is what freedom sounds like. I was molested on my ninth birthday. And when that trauma happened, you know, I didn't speak of it. As a nine-year-old girl, you don't even have the vocabulary for the trauma that you have just experienced. So I held that in uh, for some months. Time went on. I never saw the person. But then one day this person shows up at our home. The person is now living with us. So now fear sets in. And the person would taunt me saying, I'm going to get you. So as this little girl, you know, I have the fear in my heart. I have the anger. I have the unforgiveness. I have the low self-esteem. But one day my mom asked me, well, why don't you like him? Like, what's the problem? Because she knew I had an issue with him. And he definitely knew I had an issue with him. So as this little girl, I'm thinking, this is my chance. This is my out. So I told my mom exactly what happened. You know, and she didn't believe me. You know, she said, it must have been something I saw on TV. So that day forever shut my voice. So it's sort of like you have a target on your back. There's these doors that are open, all right? So the enemy now has access to this little girl through the mindset, the mind, the things that I, you know, I thought about myself. I thought I was ugly. I didn't like my name, Ivy. The children used to bully me, um, pick at me, you know, call me Black Ivy, Poison Ivy, dishwashing liquid. So as this little girl, you know, just growing up with all of this now emotional trauma, not just the physical side of it. But as life goes on, you know, I get married, you know, have children, give, give my life back to God because I, you know, walked away, but came back, you know, found out who I was. And as I got empowered and equipped um, in the word of God, I began to like myself to love myself. So my process was was a little different. It's like I wasn't like walking around in pain for years and years and years like like some women are. But God, you know, he had his hand on me. He knew uh how much I can put up with or stand and how far to let uh the enemy go. So that is how my process was. Like, like during the years, I would tell people I was molested. I was molested. But I never put my voice to those words until 2021. That's a long, That's a long time. That's a long time to hold in what? you have experienced and we don't have to freedom is available but the question is how bad do you want it amen that is powerful 
you waited like you say you would you wrote about it but you didn't let those words come out and actually say those words until 2021 what was yep. that time yep. like for you was it was it emotional for you like I, I because to wait that long right because i'm not gonna ask you your age but to wait that long to let those you know you you told your mom of course at nine years old but then just like Maya angelo you kind of you shut down you know and didn't speak about it anymore and but you wrote about it but to just let those words come off your lips I need to know where you was at when you said it and was like, what was the emotion like in that moment? Okay. So after the first time where I told my mom, some years went by, I had to go back to her, you know, because I still needed resolve. And so she told me, well, you know, I did the best that I could. So I'm like, okay, years go by, years go by. You know, I never had any unforgiveness towards my mom or anything. But uh, my pastor, she was getting ready to publish her book. And the name of her book is called The Warfare of Trauma. And when I looked at the cover of her book, my eyes begin to fill with tears. And she was coming over my house that day because she had sent me a photo of it. She was coming over to drop off a copy of her book. And when I looked at the photo of her book, The Warfare of Trauma, and when she came in, I said, I don't know why I'm crying. <laughs> so I don't know what's wrong with me. But I believe that too was a release just looking at it because it is warfare when you go through trauma. But then, I had to go back to my mom again the third time because now I'm getting ready to write my book. And my and I wanted my mom to know you're going to be in my book because you are a part of my story. And so I sat at the table and I listened to her story this time. She didn't really go into her story the first time or the second time, but the third time she went into her story. So my mom was raised on a plantation. You know, we've seen the horror movies, you know, about being on the farm and the plantation. So we know what goes on on the plantation. So for me, when that day, my mind went back to when she said she did the best that she could, I understood it. Not giving her an out, but I completely understood why she said what she said to me on that day. She did the best that she could do. Our parents, they did do the best that they could do with what they were given. Our parents weren't equipped about, about this mental wellness and emotional healing. What they learned, what they knew was you better suck it up, pick your head up and keep moving forward. That's what they did. But today in 21st century, we know we need to talk about this stuff. We need to expose it and we need to stop hiding it. So I did have some tears when it came time to really put my voice to what happened. 
as you should. Um, and you know what? I, I, I so resonate with that. Like I've been through a lot of things in my life. And one thing I never done was blame my parents because I knew the background that they had. They, they was telling me since I was a little girl, what they had been through, the type of traumas and things that they suffered. So I could not be mad at them for anything that I was going through or have any resentment, especially today, because a lot of parents are in denial when it comes to mental health, um, especially, you know, in, you know, people of color in our community. Um, that was shunned upon back then. Nobody wanted to see a therapist. They, they would say, oh, you crazy. You want to see a shrink. You must be crazy. So people didn't want to do it. They had no desire to do it. And they definitely didn't want it for their kids because they felt like if I take my kid to see it, then now I'm admitting that I have a problem. So <clears throat> they would shy away from those things. And even like with molestation, I've dealt with that as well. And I've also been you know with my grandmother who said oh you're not telling the truth and didn't believe me and it wasn't because she really didn't believe me but it was more so like i don't feel like dealing with that right now or i don't want to deal with that or if i deal with that that means i'm gonna lose this person who did it to you i'm gonna lose them mm -hmm. so let me just ignore it and act like it never happened let me say you're lying so that way I can put this out of my mind and not have to deal with it because they're dealing with everything else that was going on in life and they just did not want to handle that big of an issue, right? It's like a, like a, a generational cycle that was going on and it was like, it's easier to say the kid is lying and put it out of your mind than to actually deal with that problem. Yes. So yes, go yes, yes, yes ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So I'm going to go to the next song and then we're going to come back. Okay? Okay. okay. All right. I think that if there was an anthem for the church, it would be, tell me what do you do when you've done all you And it seems like it's never enough. Uh, this may be somebody's testimony. Tell me, what do you say when those so-called friends turn away? You're all alone. No, 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 no. Tell me, what do you give when you Keep on smiling. 
When you speak against someone, you are being used by the devil and helping him with his agenda. You are speaking against God's creation. Words are so powerful that the world was created by them. If only we can use our God-given abilities to create positive impacts instead of negative, the world would be a much better place. We live in a fallen Sin-driven world. Our problem is our heart because it is so contaminated by our sins that we can't help ourselves at times. If you belong to God, you have to allow the Holy Spirit to help you walk in the Spirit. And you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That is an excerpt. 
from expose it. Let your healing process begin. Powerful, powerful, powerful words by Miss Ivy Caldwell. Tell me your mindset um, in writing that excerpt and what was going on in your life at that time. Ivy? Here. I did my manuscript in that chapter from a Christian's point. You know, pain is a part of life. We all go through. No one is exempt from the youngest to the oldest. And the enemy can only go but so far. And when we use our words to speak against someone, we are hurting ourselves. We're going to have to give an account for that. <laughs> and we reap what we We are supposed to what? Pray for our enemies, right? Pray for those who persecute you and despitefully use you. That's the spirit man. But the flesh, oh no. Like, hey, I'm going to give a piece of my mind. I'm going to get them back. But vengeance is mine, say Said the Lord. <laughs> we got to remember, God created them too. God has a purpose for them as well. You know, I was talking to someone earlier this year about uh, forgiveness, you know, and what this person did to them, I mean, it was awful. They almost killed them. That's how awful it was. You know, and I asked her a question. I said, what if God, what if that person was to accept Christ in their life right now? God would throw all of what they did to you into the sea of forgetfulness and she was like wow I didn't think about it like that everything that we do because we haven't been so innocent in our lives God has thrown it into the sea of forgetfulness so as we are walking this Christian journey we got to be there to help others to get up Stop speaking against them, talking about them, and speak life into them and see them as God sees them. Amazing, amazing, amazing um, explanation for that excerpt. Um, I've been reading it, and it's been helping me, y'all, because y'all know how I am. So Ms. Abington came with it now. No, I ain't got as much tea as I used to have. That don't mean I ain't got none. That doesn't mean that he's, he ain't done with me. Okay. Another excerpt I want to read. Um, I just, Because I just want to not just really get into it, just a whole bunch of question, question, question. I want people to really understand you and your platform and really, really want them to get this book. She said, you listen to things you have no business listening to. 
I'm talking to Christians. And if you belong to the world, you are doing what worldly people do. There should be a difference between the church and the world. That's one of the main problems with the church today. The people on the outside don't see any differences between them and us. So why do they need to come to church when the church is doing what they do? They can just stay in the world and be destined for hell. Why come mm -hmm. to church just to end up in hell? My brothers and my sisters, stop listening to the worldly music to get crumped. Stop listening to gossip or people who lead you the wrong way. Go to the one who has offended you because your soul depends on it. Don't mm -hmm. let anyone or anything pollute your mind and spirit. Now, I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to say my piece. I was dealing with something, okay? And this is right before you came on my show. And you said, hey, this is my book right here. Go get it, right? Mm -hmm. and I was dealing with not being able to forgive some people for doing some things to me that were really, truly, as I would deem, unforgivable, right? Because I was dealing with my kids, you know, dealing with things. And I'm reading your book and it's coming up close time for us to do this show. And I'm reading your book and I'm reading your book. And I'm also speaking to my mentors. Um, everybody know who my mentors are. I got, I got Quita, I got Carolyn, I got Dr. Vilma. Those are my mentors. And they're speaking, you know, life into me and, you know, speaking positive things into me. And they like, you know, you just got to forgive, forgive, forgive. But it wasn't until I read this. Because these people had did me so wrong, baby. And I told everybody who had an ear, they ears was my trash can, honey, because I was letting it all out, okay? And because I was just so hurt, right? But I was reading this, and it really hit me. Because you know how to say a hit dog going to holler, right? Yeah. Baby, I was in here screaming, honey. And I ain't scared that minute. I was screaming. I was hollering so loud because I was that hit dog. Because... I just want the world to know what these people did to me, right? But the moment that I put it on the table for these people and I let them know, hey, you did this, 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 and this. The whole time, it probably was just a misunderstanding. The whole time the devil can come in and make things seem as though they are, right? And then you have this conception that these people have done you so wrong. And the whole time, they don't even know what you're talking about. Or at least they're going to act like they didn't. You get what I'm saying? So it's like now you have been sitting up here with all this uh, hurt on you and this um, not necessarily hate, but this anger towards people. And they don't do nothing but make, you, make me look ugly. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you know, I got to get this up off of me. And I was able to do that. And I will say that I was truly able to do that, not just with the help of my mentors, but also the help of your book. That's why I picked certain excerpts to read from, right? Because these are the ones to me, you guys, that resonated with me. Now, like I said, I'm 34 years old. And that's no excuse. But I'm 34 years old. God's still working on me. So am I going to say, oh, I just quit completely? Absolutely not. I did some tea spilling earlier today. But what I'm saying is, is that I'm mindful of the things that I allow to come out my mouth. I'm mindful of the thoughts that I think and I, and I ask God to help me with this. And through that journey of healing and 
you know, asking God to help me, I've become way more mindful, way more, hey, let me get this person three strikes because we can't always just write people off after their first mistake. So I just want to throw that out there and say thank you for this book, Ivy, because with with your instruction in this book, you guys, this book can really help you guys. It really, really can. Um, I, I'm just in love with it. And y'all know I can't stand reading no book. I hit it on read aloud in a minute and just let the let the let Siri just take, you know, say take uh, what is it? Uh, like Calgon, take me away. But I'm actually reading this book, you guys, and it's really, really worth reading. Like, really, really worth reading. Um, Amen. It really, really is. Okay, so with that being said, um, you emphasize the importance of being healed in order to walk in one's purpose. Can you share some insights on how healing from childhood abuse enables individuals to discover and fulfill their true purpose? Yes, you know, there, there are a lot of people going through life like, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know. But you have to think about what makes you angry or what have you experienced in your life. For me, what makes me angry is to see a child being abused. Being that I was a child that was abused, I don't like to see that. And I know that there are many women sitting in churches that are still bound and they are not free yet. So I know that this is my purpose to help women. I just want to share that there's this book that I read many, many years ago called The Necessity of an Enemy. We all need them. We may not like them. We may not like what they do to us, say about us. Why do we need an enemy? Because they cause us to mature and grow up in the Lord. Yes, it hurts. But God says it's good for us. And I also would like to share. There was this lady, a young lady. She took my course and she texted me. She was like, well, can I call you? I want to, you know, share my story with you. So I'm like, yes, that's fine. So she called me. She shared her story. So she's on the phone crying. You know, I walk her through the sinner's prayer. She gave her life to Christ. And then she says, I thank God for you. God set me up. I was getting ready to commit suicide. So I know what my purpose is. My purpose is to expose the, the enemy through this book. Expose it. Why? So people can be healed. I absolutely <laughs> adore that. We have a caller calling in. I'm pretty sure she's going to have a question. Um, <laughs> cause that's what they do. They call it for their question. Let's see who we got calling in. Who do we got calling in? Miss <laughs> Carolyn Coltman. Carolyn, what's your question? 
I'm sorry. Uh, hello, uh, uh, Ivy and uh, Jackie. Um, Ivy, thank you so much for sharing your story. There are so many things that um, hit me, went through me. You know, it doesn't have to be uh, physical abuse, but it can be emotional abuse as well. You know, the things people say to you, um, sometimes you, 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 let it go, so you think, and sometimes you you are still holding on to it, you know, but that still holds us prisoner, so until we acknowledge that, you know, we're not going to be set free, but I can tell you, um, someone was telling me something the other day, and it was just, to me, just, I said, look, I just can't listen to that anymore, well, what do you mean you can't listen to it? I said, it's just tearing me down. It's just not building me up. And if it ain't building me up, I don't want to hear it no more. I want to hear that. I want to hear that. <laughs> and they just could not understand why I didn't want to hear it. But I'm just saying there are some things you don't want. And as Jackie often said, my ears are not your trash can. And not that I'm sure they didn't even think about it that way. But it's just sometimes you just have to walk away. You can't let everything just get into your spirit. And, you know, and it just, it just bounce back and forth on you until you're like, Lord, you know, free me, free them, you know, they, they need friend, you know, but if you don't feed it, it won't grow good, bad, or indifferent. So I do appreciate you um, sharing your story, telling your testimony. And a lot of times we don't understand, even as adults about certain things, why people do this, why people do this to us, why they did this to us. But your your testimony has really uh, encouraged me the more today. And I just want to thank you for it. Amen, amen. Thank you so much for that, Carolyn. We're going to go to the next song. And then after that, then I'll be back with more from Miss Ivy.
rising of the sun to the going down of the sun. Yes, day and night, night and day, let incense arise. You deserve a glory. You are worthy of it all. That was my friend in my head, y'all. My favorite gospel singer, hands down, Miss Cece Winans. Ivy, what did you think about that song? Ivy? Yes, I love CC Winans. Uh, she has a powerful album that that song is on. I love it. That's my girl. Hands down, my favorite gospel singer. Like all these new ones coming out. Like, yeah, I'm a fan. You know, I like Tasha Cobbs. You know, I I can I can get with the Clark sisters, even though they not they not new. But you get what I'm saying. Like I could get with them. But I just really, you know, people, they underrate Cece. Cece is powerful. She might mm -hmm. not come out every year with an album, but when she come, when, excuse me, when she come, she come. And her voice is remarkable. Hands down, one of my favorite, if not my favorite. Uh, I play her all the time on this station. She is truly, truly remarkable. Love her, love her, love her. Um, now I'm going to get back to your questions. Okay. so. Forgiveness is often a challenging aspect of the healing process, right? 
So how do you guide readers through the journey of forgiving those who have hurt them? And how does forgiveness contribute to their overall healing? If you do not forgive, you're going to remain stuck in that place. You have given that person power over you. Why do I say that? If you come around them, you're going the other way. You get an uneasiness in your stomach. You don't have nothing to say to them. You've given that person power over you. You've given them too much power. To get your power back, you're going to have to forgive them, release them, and let it go. God allowed the offense to happen, and it was for your good. Now let's go up. Amen. Glow up and grow up. Amen. Amen. Now, many individuals who have experienced childhood abuse may feel stuck and unable to move past that pain, right? So what practical strategies or advice do you offer in your book to help readers get unstuck and begin their journey towards healing? Yes. Yes. Uh, we definitely have to go back to our childhood sometimes. It can be painful, but will you dare to feel the pain in order to heal? It may be a time period, a process for you to grieve and to get over it. They're not the parents. They weren't the guardians that they shouldn't have been. But guess what? God chose that family for you. <laughs> and God always has a purpose. No matter what he does in our lives, no matter what happens, there is a purpose. You have to go back and revisit it. Sometimes you have to go back and have that painful conversation. I mean, I could use my husband for an example. Um, he didn't know who his father was, right? So one day he's in the grocery store with his mom and his mom just laughingly says, Digger, your dad, you know, and he's looking at him like, that ain't my dad because she's, she's married, you know, to someone else. But as the years went by, you know, we got married and, you know, I heard the story and everything. Yeah, I, I kept telling my husband, you know what? You're going to have to go and have a conversation with your dad. He put it off. He put it off and he put it off. I'm telling you. But he finally got the courage to go and have that conversation. And to this day, he got his release. He's fine. It's like we could be so fearful to go and have that difficult conversation. But once again, there goes, it's that confession. Go and hear their story. You only heard one side of the story from my husband's life example. For example, he got his mom's side of the story. So now he goes to get his dad's side of the story. Like, oh, okay, now I get it. Now I understand. We don't know why our parents did what they did, but you got to go back. And once you go back and ask them those questions, you take it for face value. I mean, it is what it is. It happened. We can't change it. And we, and we got to, you know, move from it. We learn from it, grow from it, and we move forward in our life. You know, how, how can we 
develop a relationship now. Like for me, for instance, in my book, I talk about, I didn't even know who my dad was. Finally met him. Um, the relationship is not what I would want it to be. It's like, I don't really know him, but I honor him because that's what the Bible says to do. And how do I honor him? I make sure I call him on Father's Day, you know, the holiday. I check in on him. I still honor him. Why? Because it was his seed that gave me life. It was my mother's egg that gave me life. Ultimately, God breathed life into me. But those were the two channels that he used to bring me forth in the earth. So once you go back, have those difficult conversations. Go ahead and cry. Go ahead and snot. I like to say snot. Just get it out. <laughs> it's okay. That it, old it, ugly it. cry. That ugly <laughs> cry. That's the one. <laughs> it is okay to let it go and get it out. It doesn't mean that you're weak. Jesus wept. Jesus cried. Jesus was betrayed. Jesus was rejected. Jesus was abandoned. What makes us think we are not going to feel any pain? If we suffer with him, we shall also reign with him. So once they go back, have those difficult conversations. All right, let's go through these five steps. Let's get there because it can be done and healing is available to whoever wants to truly be healed and do the work. It is going to be painful, but you can get to the other side of it and step into a new you with boldness, courage, with your power and your authority back. You can do this. Thank you for allowing me to see myself the way you see me. Thank you.
imagine me. Yes, that was Mr. Kirk Franklin with Imagine Me being free, trusting you totally, God, just trusting you in every single aspect of the word. I am so, so grateful for that song as well. What do you think about it, doctor? I mean, look, I'm about to call you doctor, uh, Miss Ivy Caldwell. What do you think about that one? Yeah, yeah. I love that song. It just speaks to your heart. Imagine Imagine being free. It's like, can you even imagine yourself being free, no longer bound, no longer with all of those uh, those issues, the inner turmoil that you have been holding on to? You know, John Tenton says that the thief comes to what? Kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus says, I have come that you may have life and to have it more abundantly. Holding on to the pains of the past is not living an abundant life. When you expose your truth, you can walk in freedom and liberty. And that's what God wants us to do. So if you want to be mad at somebody, be mad at the devil. It was a spirit working in that person that caused you that pain. 
And my book is for anyone who needs to expose that emotional trauma that they have yet to be healed from. Yes, like Dr. Velma say, the devil don't got no face. Okay, so he will come in the form and the spirit will come over people that you would never expect. And that's how he, he try to get you, try to catch you. But as long as you remain in the word, that word will cover you and no hurt, harm or harm will come nigh you. And so I truly, truly appreciate you, uh, Miss Ivy, for coming onto my platform and gracing the Listen Linda Show with your presence and, you know, just information about your book, expose it, uh, let the healing journey, is it let the healing journey begin? Let the healing process begin. Let the healing process begin. Um, and can you tell us what's next on your vision board? Like what, what else do you have coming up and where we can find you? Yes, yes, yes. I am excited. I'm always excited about my children's book series because that is a part of my purpose. God gave me uh, this vision back in 2013. It finally was published in 2023, my first children's book. I just published book number eight, children's book, dealing with those tough topics that no one dare talks about. Who is my daddy? Who is my mother? Why am I so mad? How about leave me alone dealing with the anger and with bullies? Our children are going through so much. You know, as adults, we're talking about this mental uh, mental health, but what about our children? So that's what my books are for. I mean, if you, it, it's for churches because they're filled with scriptures as well, uh, for social workers, school teachers, whoever, book clubs. Let's get these books into our children's hands and let's empower them. I also have I Am Special, I Am Special 2, books of affirmations for our kids. They need to be built up too. They go to school every day and being torn down and then they come home and they do not talk about these things. You got to start having these conversations. You can connect with me on Facebook. Uh, my Facebook page is called Stepping Into a New You. Uh, my YouTube channel, Stepping Into a New You. Instagram, Stepping Into a New You. Podcast, Stepping Into a New You. And you can get my books on my website at footprintenterprisesllc.com. And if you want bundles, go to Amazon. But if you would like to get a signed autographed copy from me, go to my website and I will get that shipped out to you. Well, we thank you so much. And before we close out i always close out with prayer and then we're going to end with a special song called a new you um which is uh uh ivy's um theme song to her show as well and can you tell the people about this song really fast yeah yeah i just love this song and like uh, uh, Jackie just said, it is a theme song uh, for my TV show. My son did the music and one of the sisters from my church is singing it. The anointed uh, Karen Lewis. Oh, Jesus. I told her, you know, when I gave her the words, I was like, I want you to sing this song. So when people watch the TV show 
They want to take their shoe off and throw it at the TV. That's just how anointed this song is. And I just love this song, A New You. So we're going to go into prayer. We're going we're gonna to close out and then I'm going to play A New You. Um, dear God, as we come to the end of this time together, we offer our gratitude for the guidance and inspiration that we all have received tonight. We thank you for your strength and motivation that we have gained from this experience, Lord God. We ask you for continued presence and support as we move forward in our journeys. Help us to stay focused on our goals and to overcome any obstacles that may come our way. Grant us the courage and determination to keep striving for success and fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Thank you, God, for Dr. I, I keep wanting to call her a doctor, but she is. She's an emotional doctor, Lord God. Yes, she is. And an ordained elder, um, Ivy Caldwell, for her expertise and just for her courage to come on once again on a global platform and tell and expose it to expose everything that is going on in her life, but also to expose you, God, for the powerful being that you are, for the powerful and merciful God that you are, that you have kept her covered through all areas of her life, Lord God. May we always remember that we are never alone and that you are with us every step of the way. And as we go forth from this moment, may your love and light shine upon us, Lord God, giving us and guiding us towards our highest potential. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. A new you, you guys. Thank you guys so much and good night. Shall be a blessing springing forth and light you. Shall you not know it? Shall you not see all that you've been looking for? Have if only you'd believe, only just believe. A brand new season, a brand new. Yeah.
life is unkind, but it's meant to refine. And all the bruised and broken pieces of your life that seem left behind. My sister, hear God's master plan. Where he says your life's in my hand, I give you strength to take on all the life demands. A brand new, a brand new season, a brand new day, a new you. Standing before the king oh. I can't hold 